Learn the most empowering hiring techniques. Land the most desirable talent. Launch your company towards massive success. This is the Higher Power Radio Show with your host, Rick Gerard. All right. Finding the right people for your ground level startup is really hard. As every startup founder can attest, there is just no playbook to getting the right people to join your team. It is just about getting anyone with the right skills to join your team, often resulting in an unsuccessful endeavor. So what is missing? Positioning and expectations alignment. Positioning is rooted in what the person you are considering really desires in their professional growth. Are they a builder? Are they an improver? Are they a maintainer? What is it they really want out of their career? Expectation alignment is how well the person aligns with your company values and what your expectations are for performance. Step one, document your values and share them with each person. Allow them to lean in or bow out. Step two, document how both parties view the responsibilities and performance standards. Then come to an agreement on how to keep each other accountable. I'm Rick Gerard and welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show. We help entrepreneurs and executives win the strongest hires. We do so by sharing insights from top performing rebel entrepreneurs, game changers, and industry leaders like our guest today, Mr. Craig Connolly. Craig is the executive advisor and former founder and CEO of Zealer. Craig has over 25 years of experience selling enterprise software for giants like IBM and HP with over $110 million in software sales. In 2015, Craig decided to go the startup route and started up a AI B2B SaaS company to solve a problem he faced as a salesperson. Now, Craig graduated from the University of California at Berkeley with a major in political science. And as a student athlete, he is still the shortest rower in the 150 year history of Cal Crew. Craig grew up here in Newport Beach, and this is where he met his wife. He's currently living in Orange County with his family. Craig has gone through the pains that we have all gone through as startup founders. So this is what makes him the perfect expert for today's topic. Craig, welcome to the Higher Power Radio Show today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Dude, it's a pleasure to have you. So thank you for joining me. A little background, Craig and I, um, we've been introduced by a couple other founders and we had some really good conversations over the past few weeks. So we really wanted to share some detail into helping you to really align with the right people as you bring them on board. So that's what we're going to discuss today. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. All right, perfect. All right, so let's talk a little bit about the challenge is that we all face as entrepreneurs. Walk me through what your biggest challenges were when you were running your startup. Well, first is where to start. You know, you have this idea and, and how to execute this idea. There's something that's tangible and you have to get a lot of people that you trust, advisors, and then in turn, you have people that are employed in your company. The biggest challenge for me was to get those people on board, A, believe in the vision, believing the fact that this could be something interesting, believing the fact that they're able to spend so much time in something that you have created. So getting the right people that the team, the right sets, the skill sets was the biggest challenge. And that challenge centered around the skill sets. That's ideally what you're looking for. But there's other things too, like values alignment, right? That's probably pretty important as well. Was that something that you looked at or was it just pretty much about the skills? 
Well, in hindsight, I should have looked at the values. I should have done a lot of things associated with something that really kind of lined me. I mean, ad hoc, yes, it was kind of like, oh yeah, this person has the same sort of family values, the same sort of like where he wants or she wants to go in their career. But it was primarily at first just around um, getting the right skill set. And that was the biggest challenge, even just the mindset to the startup culture in which was also education process, their part, as well as mine. And you know what I've seen happen quite often is that as entrepreneurs, we get locked in on a person where we're like, oh, gosh, you know what? We really need to get this person on board, regardless of whether or not they align with the values, regardless of whether or not we could provide for them what it is they are looking for out of this next step in their career. Yes. At first, you know, you have this idea and this idea is like something that, you know, haven't really quite tested out in the market, but you know, it's, there's some sort of validation, but when somebody agrees that wants to join the team, you're so excited that that person has like, oh yeah, they want to join and spend all this time and all this effort to support your idea where you kind of bypass a lot of that. A lot of mistakes I've done, especially in the beginning was that very same issue that I just mentioned. Yeah. Yeah. When you get somebody who's excited to join, you're like, oh, great. I don't want to do anything to blow this. But then you don't really ask why. Why is it that you want to join me? Maybe there's something there that we should talk about. Again, understanding a person's why is really the core of why you're having this interview process or you're actually talking through things before you just jump in and start working. The why was something that I just completely bypassed. I mean, again, mistake. Um, everyone makes these mistakes and it's totally common. And hopefully we could educate some people here to slow down a little bit. Why do they want to join and hopefully help them pick the right people to really join the team? Which is a really nice way to segue into the mindset of the person. Let's talk a little bit about that because you really need somebody who's got the right mindset as what you have, especially with where you're going. I found that sometimes you get people who lean in, they want to join a startup and there's a disconnect between expectations. Yeah, there is a disconnect in expectations. Even the ones that were aligned, there were, there's a little bit disconnect. It is your baby. It is your pride and joy. And you're, you're really trying to make it grow. Getting the skin in the game, both the, the people that want to join the game is really, really tough. And it's really asking a lot from them too. You know, you're asking to take a huge risk. Again, the mindset is absolute key. Educate them about what equity is. And yeah, they want to join the startup. Understanding how the whole equity piece of it and how that might look in terms of cat tables, also an education process that, which I learned as well. I learned how to articulate that for future hires. So, well, you know what I've seen is that people who lean into your role, they really say, okay, look at, I understand that this is going to be risky, but I understand the value of how this might change the world, how this might do something grander than what I'm doing right now. That is really what makes the difference in somebody who's going to be a successful hire versus somebody who, hey, look, at I'm open to hearing about it. Maybe I'll work on this as a side project, but I'm not really bought in to whatever that mission vision. You get a lot of that as well as, hey, I'm, I'm bought in, but yeah, I want 150 grand as well as 50% equity. And, you know, you get a lot of that as well, where you have to just kind of tailor it down and go, no, 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 yeah, you know, we have to back off and you'll lose a lot of people that way. You know, people do want to join a startup. But they just don't understand what that means monetarily and what the effort means as well as to put that effort in. 
Well, I think what they're saying is they want to join a funded startup, somebody who's got the ability to pay them, right? Yeah. Where all the yeah. structure and everything is already in place. It's already got moving parts. Whereas, and that's a really good key off between somebody who's really a builder who wants to come in and build and drive something from scratch versus somebody who is going to be more comfortable just kind of fitting in and helping to contribute to the growth. Yeah, very true. I did see a lot of that, you know, and the ones that were extremely amazing. Um, I had two um, people that were focused on marketing, uh, Lema um, Razi and Kelly smith Gal. I mean, they were just brilliant on that piece. You know, the tough piece for me was getting the right developers to stay and then the skill sets associated with really kind of making the product move. And that's the tough one that everybody is having right now, developers. All right, you're listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. I'm your host, Rich Gerard. And for our podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick educational moment from our sponsors. Hey, check out stridesearch.com. There you'll find a link to Healing Career Wounds, which is available now on Amazon and all your favorite bookstores. Let it be your startup secret weapon to winning the strongest hires. We're talking to Craig Conley. Craig is the executive advisor and former founder and CEO of Zealer. And we're talking about how to attract the right people and get the right people on the bus. Craig has a ton of experience. I'm really grateful, again, that you're sharing it with us. How do we solve the problem? So let's walk through like what you learned and how you can implement it to, to do it better. There is a part of the startup part where you do have to lay out what you want as a vision for the company as well. That kind of coincides with values. I know the AWS process, I know some other processes that really do kind of support this. If I had that and it was able to be disciplined and have a repeatable process in which I was able to maybe match these things and be, as well as being disciplined to that process, I believe maybe I would have been in a different spot. I don't know. Having that structure in place for me probably would have helped a lot. I'm really determining who's the right fit for what I was trying to do. Yeah. I tell everybody, I mean, whenever you're going through a recruiting process, you need to kiss a lot of frogs. I mean, you just do. Eventually, you'll find a prince or princess or what have you. But I mean, it's about having those conversations with people and people will tell you right up front what it is they want to do if we're asking the right questions. So you're right. Having that process and being able to rather than going into sales mode and selling somebody, going into, hey, look, at, let's have a conversation. I get to know a little bit about you and what's important to you and vice versa. That makes a huge difference in whether or not you're spending the time with the right person. Yeah, very true. I felt like I was doing a lot of that and I was good at it. The thing was is that I think sometimes I oversold it too. And I just wanted them on the team because I had an amazing skill set. I wanted them to be a part of it. Yeah, I, I did what I needed to do in order to make that happen. And, and it, it did work. But yeah, at the end of the day, um, there could have been someone that was able to go really move it with that right mindset or the right place in their career. Well, it's hitting that sweet spot, like you said, of what they want. If you're understanding what a person wants, they're going to be more impactful in the organization or they're going to bow out pretty quickly so that you don't go down that exercise of frustration and sleepless nights that we have all gone through. Sleepless nights for sure. So far, the process and then understanding what somebody wants, what would be the next piece to this? I don't feel hostage to, I felt like I was um, being in a place where I did hire somebody and then I found out that was the wrong person. So in other words, there's that saying, hire slow, fire fast. That's a 
very luxury way of operating. And as an entrepreneur, as everybody knows that you're really against the clock. And because there's a runway, a financial runway that you have to kind of adhere to. And you're, there's a lot of that stress around it. So when somebody doesn't work out, what do you do next? You have to start all over again. There's the tribal knowledge, there's the knowledge base part, which I do recommend having, because when you do rec have put someone in board, there's a smaller ramp for knowledge and, and trying to pick up the pieces. But regardless, that was something that I had an issue with. So don't feel hostage. The truth is those entrepreneurs, we hire fast and fire slow, which is exactly the opposite of what venture capital firms tell you to do, which is hire slow, fire fast. There's also a thought out there that the best thing you can do is hire slow. So take your time to do it. Have those conversations at a very in-depth level to make sure that they want it more than you do. I think if people want the work more than you want them to do it, they succeed. Yeah. And especially in a, in a startup, right? They will figure out a way to enterprise. Everyone wears, you know, 50 million hats and, and being open to it, to wearing 50 different hats is also something that to look for as, as a great candidate. What about expectations? Expectations. There's ways to communicate that I've known somebody who had to communicate uh, expectation doc quite well. I guess Elvis is in hindsight. What do you mean Elvis is in hindsight? What does that mean? And I did have expectations of saying from a legal standpoint, these are the equity shares and et cetera, et cetera. Here's the fall off. Here's the cliff, right? All those type of things. But in terms of we did have a project plan, we did have milestones that we needed to achieve, but there wasn't really a concrete expectations document in which I would love, would have had back then. Here's our expectations. This is what our accountability is. We need to be transparent, associated with it, and then and revisit it. So expectations, and that's a good point. Like an expectations document, I found can save a ton of time just running through that exercise. Why is it that you think that we don't take the time to like run through these exercises and gather this data? Do you think it's because we fear that, hey, we might lose this person? That could be it. I think it was basically around, around education at first. If I would have known this, I think I would I definitely adhere to it. The question is, would I? Because I, I want to hear what I want to hear as a person that's especially the super, super duper early stages. But that's just not my jam. My jam was, you know, selling enterprise software and applying what I wanted to do, uh, what I was lacking as a, as a salesperson and then applying that towards a product. This whole like recruiting piece and getting the right team members on board was, was something quite new. I mean, I was a like team captain at, at, in crew, but it wasn't like I was trying to, I was hiring my team members. They were just there. I was fortunate to have amazing, talented people there. So I never had the ability to, or understanding how to really hire. Yeah. Well, I, I, and there's not an educational program for that. Like, how do, how do we learn? We learn through trial and error. And if you're in a role where, at least I was, you know, like I've been in the recruiting business for a long time, but did I know how to hire well for my company? No, we didn't. It was a crapshoot for the longest time. And then again, through trial and error, we, as we sat down, we started looking at it like, hey, why are we hiring three and keeping one? Like, why is that acceptable? And that's acceptable in the recruiting industry. Hire a bunch of people, the cream will rise to the top, the rest will fall out and we'll be fine. It's kind of destructive because like when you have somebody who even though they're not a fit and this isn't what they really want to do, they're there, they still make an impact within the organization. Good or bad, they're still making an impact. So when somebody leaves, the other's going to feel it. And then as a leader, what I realized was that people are looking at me and going, you can't hire. But that's, that's what you do for a living. You hire people. 
it desecrated my my credibility for a while because of that. I did read your book and I don't want to sound like a, a plan plug and then it wasn't. And but if I did read your book, I, it would definitely would have given me some insight and a different perspective of how to build a team. That is for sure. Well, I mean, that's the whole purpose behind it. I hope that people take it and just plug it into their business. And then that way, as they're going through their hiring process, they're getting the right people on the bus. That's my whole mission. And that's the mission of the show, right? Like this content that you're providing and you're sharing with your story today is entirely super valuable to all of our listeners. So I want to thank you for that. All right. So what would be the key takeaways you can give the audience that can plug into their business today? Adhere to a sound process, interview process, and stick with it and tie that process to what you guys believe in. And another one, don't be held hostage if a person is not a good fit. If that person's not a good fit, when you find out later, it's not a good fit. Get rid of that person and don't be held hostage to that, you know, and then another one too is hire. This is one really, this is the one really hard to do is, is hire slow and fire fast. That would be the hardest one to really stick with. Yeah, I can't agree with you more. The hostage thing is a very tough one too. And maybe we should do an episode about that at some point, because I've had so many conversations with hiring managers that are just saying, well, I need to get rid of this person, but I can't because of the knowledge base. And so, oh, shoot. Craig, thanks so much for your time investments today, man. And I want to welcome you to the Higher Power Radio community. Now, what would be the best way in which members of the audience could reach you, find you know a little bit more about you, connect with you? Yeah, LinkedIn. Uh, that's where I'm, I'm the most active. You know, connect me with LinkedIn. I'm glad to talk and provide additional insights or just, uh, I don't know. But yeah, that's where you, where you can reach me. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. I want to thank our listening audience for tuning in to this week's episode of Higher Power. Quick thanks to our team. Brian Colburn, Andrea Ballin, and Ayla Gerard. If you're listening to the podcast, please subscribe, review, and share. After all, this show's for you, and we want you to drive the most value out of this podcast. You can join the Higher Power Radio community at Higher, H-I-R-E, Power, P-O-W-E-R, Radio, R-A-D-I-O.com, or you can drop me a line at rickettstridesearch.com. Tune in next Tuesday. Our guest is going to be Todd Osherman. Todd is the CEO of Notaroo. I'm your host, Rick Gerard, and you have been listening to the Higher Power Radio Show. Aloha. Thank you for listening to Higher Power Radio. Catch our LinkedIn Live show every Tuesday at noon or download the podcast on iHeartRadio, iTunes, YouTube, or your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you joining us on Higher Power Radio with your guide to hiring success, Rick Gerard. Rick Gerard. Rick Gerard. Rick Gerard.